uh, pastor was talking about uh, this morning about how sometimes people's minds get messed up and they go back into the world from which they came from. Amen. And I, I want to thank the Lord. I, I've got a lot of faults and failures, and the Lord knows that. But I thank the Lord that one of my um, things that I, God's never had to uh, help me with is wanting to go back to the world. I thank the Lord for that. And I know everybody's got their own struggles, but I remember the loneliness and the pain and the heartache of the world, and I don't ever want to go back to that. Much like Ohio, I don't ever want to go back to the <clears throat> gloomy days, cold nights, and no sunshine for weeks upon end, and minus zero degrees for weeks, and so same way in the natural, amen? <clears throat> but God is saying, I'm going to do a new thing. In Revelations chapter 3, when he's talking to the Laodicean church, he says, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. These are some of the attributes of God that he's saying. He's the Amen. He's faithful and true. And he's the beginning of the creation. Everybody say creation. <clears throat> In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we all know this, probably can quote it. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <clears throat> the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. Everybody say life. And the life was the light of men. We got a God that's a creator. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the earth, the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. I think it was Brother Green that spoke about these words. He said, God said that, <clears throat> and there's still being light created. Amen. Light has been eating up the darkness at a rate of 186,000 miles per second. That's the speed of light. Amen. Every second of every minute of every hour of every day since he spoke that into creation. Amen. The astrophysicists tell us that from one side of the universe to the other, and it's still expanding, it's over 93 billion light years, and we can't even comprehend that, but that's how great our God is. If God can do that <clears throat> and is still doing that, I want you to know that God can handle your situation and my situation. Amen. Every day he creates a new sunset for us. Every day is a new day. Make no mistake, our God is a creator. And every day, God is doing a new thing. I want you to know that God is the creator of you physically, and that he is your creator spiritually. In other words, God has a plan for you. He's a creator. He's doing new things. 
in our lives, amen, if we will allow him, amen, but it's his nature. His nature is renewing the power in our lives, renewing our lives. The Bible calls it the New Testament. It's the new covenant, if you will. Mark chapter 2, verse 22 says, And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, but the bottles and the bottles will be marred, but new wine must be put into new bottles. He talks about it being a new wine, not a wine of the world, not a wine that this world has to give. Amen. As a matter of fact, he tells us, be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with this new wine, which is the spirit. Amen. Jesus wants us to know that he is doing a new thing. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Hebrews tells us, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. Everybody say new. Which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. This new thing that God is creating in our lives, he is a creator. You don't have to live the old way. Amen? I want you to know that if you still feel like your life's a little void, or if you're in darkness, like it was at the beginning of the world, I want you to know that God is speaking light and life into your life. Amen? We don't have to suffer through this life. He created, he saw the world was void. He sees our hearts are void. He still wants to speak into the dark recesses of each and every one of our hearts and shine forth the light of his glorious gospel so that we can be created into what he desires for us to be created in. It's that new and living way. Hallelujah. One of these days, the Bible tells us that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Look around, folks. This is all going to pass away. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Amen? When you're born of the water and of the Spirit, there's a new name that's written down in glory. Hallelujah. Do you have your name written in glory? Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 96 verse 1 says, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. You think about God and his creating power. And every day that's a new day. And he wants us to sing a new song unto him. The only way that we can really do that is to be growing in the Lord, right? Because otherwise we have nothing to sing about if we just live on yesterday. But he's saying yesterday's song isn't going to work. You've got to sing a new song. Hallelujah. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Praise God. In Isaiah chapter 43, in verse 15 through 21, <clears throat> Isaiah records this. He says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. 
Verse 18, it says, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, and the dragons and the owls, because I gave waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to drink to my people to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed. Or we could say this people have I created for myself, and they shall show forth my praises. Do you know how we praise him really is to live for him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and to get up the next day and to live for him all with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and do it again the next day and the next day and to live for God and to grow in God, amen? And people will begin to see that there's something different about you and that's one of the greatest praises that we can ever give our God to show this world what God is creating in each and every one of our lives. Hallelujah. But we've been formed to show forth the praises of our God. Hallelujah. Have you come to praise him? Have you come to lift him up? Hallelujah. Could we just do that right now? Just lift up a hand and say, God, I love you. I worship you, Jesus. I glorify your name, O oh Lord. Oh, God, do your work in our lives. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 18 is telling us not to look or to live in the past. There's two things for yesterday. The regret of yesterday, you've got to let it go. Or the longing for yesterday, wanting to go back. In either case, God is telling us, he says, I don't want you to look back that way. He says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't look back. He has done a new thing in our lives. Even yet today, he woke us up. I said he woke us up today. Hallelujah. He gave us new breath and a new day to praise him. Hallelujah. And new mercies. Hallelujah. Verse 19, he says he's going to make a way when we think it is impossible. Is your situation impossible? They probably thought the children of Israel probably thought it was impossible when they, he was telling them, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to put water in the desert. I want you to know that there's water in the desert places of your life. God is going to make a way when we think that it is impossible. Amen? And he's going to make a way. He's going to make a road in the wilderness. Hallelujah. I want to remind somebody that's really struggling or going through it today that God still has your zip code. God knows where you're at. God's just trying to create something in you. Hallelujah. God is on the throne. Amen. He said, this people have I formed. God is building a church. God is building a people. Amen. To show forth his praise. Amen. And to find, to be refined in the wilderness. It sometimes it becomes a fiery furnace in our lives. 
Sometimes we have to go through the fire. Amen? I heard one preacher say, you're going to go through the fire. Every individual is going to go through the fire. It just depends on whether it's on this side of eternity or on that side of eternity. But you're going to go through the fire. I want to go through it on this side. Amen? And that's where it becomes a choice. We are renewed in the desert. We're renewed in the furnace of fire. Amen? But he's going to have a church. Somebody's going to do it. Amen? I always thought about as when I was a youth director. Um, it's been years now, but I used to be a youth director, and people would come to me and say, I don't know what's wrong with the young people today. The church is going to fade away. I never believed that. I never, I said, you know what? God's going to have a church. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what these young people look like, but somebody's going to get a hold of this. Somebody's going to get on fire for the Lord. Amen. Somebody's going to realize that, hey, God is a creator. Hallelujah. And that God wants to do something in my life. God's going to have a church. It's our choice whether we want to be a part of it or not. He told him in Matthew chapter 16, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. He's going to build a church. He's a creator. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. Remember, this is God's church. Hallelujah. He's going to build it and nothing can stop the church. And point to yourself and say, I am the church. Only you are going to be able to stop yourself from being in the church of God. Amen? He asked him, he said, what do men say that I am? Well, that's a proclamation. When we make a proclamation of what people are saying to you. But when he asked him, he said, but who do you say that I am? That becomes an association. It's more than just proclaiming it. Well, he is God Almighty. But when you make that association, you say, he is my God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. He is doing a new creation in our lives, a new beginning, a renewing, if you will. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. <clears throat> it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We've got to let the old things pass away. Why do we have such trouble in doing that? We just hold on to those things. Most of the time when we're talking to people that are struggling, it's because of something that's already happened, something that's passed. We can't let loose of that. I want you to know that God's desiring for us to let the old things pass away when we are buried with him, hallelujah, in baptism. Verse 18 and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given unto us this ministry of reconciliation, which by definition just simply means restoration or I'm going to put renewal to divine, to divine favor. When we've been reconciled, we've been renewed to divine favor. That's what he wants you to know, that you've been reconciled to him. God loves you. God loves you right where you're at, but he loves you. Somebody said one time, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He loves you right where you're at, but he loves you too much to just leave you there. Amen. He wants you to move forward and to wit that God 
was in Christ reconciling the world. Everybody say the world. That includes you. <laughs> the whole world. Hallelujah. That includes each and every. Reconciling the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. He so loved the world. God loves the world. Hallelujah. Not just the United Pentecostal Church. Amen. But God loves the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Reconciling it unto himself, not imputing their trespasses upon them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, now we are ambassadors for Christ as though Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, be ye renewed to God's favor. And that's the message to us. And that's the message that we're to take to the world. Hallelujah. That God wants to renew their lives. I've sung this song a lot, but I love this song. It says, where I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and I put on the new. Hallelujah. The old robe was dirty and tattered and torn. The new robe was spotless, had never been worn. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and I put on the new. Hallelujah. That's an old song we used to sing. But I can still remember hallelujah that night. Hallelujah. That I took off the old robe and I put on the new. And I don't ever want to pick up that old robe again. The new robe is spotless. It's never been worn. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of work to keeping it on because God's creating us. He's wanting us to move forward. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 tells us, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of of life. Hallelujah. We're buried with him in baptism. And if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I encourage you to think about that and to be baptized in Jesus' name this morning. Amen. Because it's a great commitment. It's a great contract, if you will, or a great oath that you're making with the Lord when you're baptized in his name. Amen. There's a covenant that's going on there. Hallelujah. But it's a burial. And this is where we come into problem. People, sometimes they get convicted about being <clears throat> baptized and they'll get baptized. But whenever I'm baptizing anybody, I always pray a prayer of repentance for them. But it can't just be a simple prayer. It's got to be from the heart. And the problem that we have is that when people don't continue to live for God because after a baptism is because they haven't died out yet. <laughs> they haven't died yet. Amen? And it's so important for us to die out. We, it's not just a one-time thing, but we, when we get baptized, it's a burial. Paul, I believe it was, it said, I die daily. You've got to get up on that altar daily. Amen? And that new life is this. It's joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, liberty 
over bondage. Life more abundantly. Amen. I believe it's in the Old Testament somewhere. I can't think of where it's at. But he says, I set before you life and death. <laughs> Choose life, you know. What kind of choice is that? You know, I said before you, life and death. I mean, anybody would choose life, but some reason we don't. <laughs> For some reason we'll choose that death because it's the path of least resistance, if you will. But liberty, hallelujah, over bondage. Aren't you thankful that you're free from sin? Ever, anybody ever been in bondage to cigarettes or alcohol or any of the other addictions that this world has and God has set you free. Hallelujah. That's what we exchange for. That's what this renewing is all about. Life more abundantly. We change, exchange power and love and a sound mind for the spirit of fear. Amen. If you can lay your head down on a pillow at night and have no fear, I want you to know you're a blessed individual that God is working upon. Hallelujah. He's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah 61, verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. He takes our sin and gives us his righteousness. When you have the Holy Spirit and been baptized in Jesus' name, living an overcoming life and doing all you can for the Lord, I want you to know that you are a good man or a good woman. Hallelujah. You are righteous in the sight of God. And that's what we exchange this old sinful nature for. We give him our sin. He gives us his righteousness. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> but we become trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. He's doing it. He's building it. He's forming it. He's planting it. Hallelujah. He's the creator. Amen. He's the renewer that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to give you a new chapter in your life. Hebrews 12, verse 2, says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Put it in the hands of Jesus. He's going somewhere with your life. You believe that? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And even though we'd like to take some chapters out of our past, they're there. We just simply have to leave them there and look unto Jesus, the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. In order to begin a new chapter in our lives, you have to end an old one. Does that make sense? <clears throat> I know always, always seeming like all the time encouraging everybody to let go of yesterday but it doesn't come back again. You can't change it. Amen. You can't, he even says don't even take thought of tomorrow. All your worrying and all your thinking about and all your planning cannot change it. Amen. Because whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And you just got to let God be God and to do his work. 
Elisha, he didn't need to burn the plowing equipment to follow Elijah. He wasn't asked to do it, but it made a statement. It was a statement of faith. So I ask you this question this morning. Have you made a statement of faith like Joshua? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's power in making a, a decision, in making a statement, amen, asking God to, to move on your behalf and to help you to make a statement that I'm going to be at church every time the doors are open, God willing, amen. Make some statements in your life. I'm going to live for God with all of my heart. I'm going to do the best that I can to serve the God. We need to think about it. We need to pray about it, ask God about it, and then we need to act upon the Word of God because the Word of God demands action. But here's the problem. <clears throat> we want God to do something new in our lives while we continue to do the same old thing. We expect different results while doing the same old thing. Now, I believe routines, they're critical in our walk with the Lord. You need a routine. You need to routinely come to the house of the Lord. You need to routinely pray. You need to routinely read your Bible. Amen? But when our routine becomes routine, <laughs> then there needs to be a change. Amen? When we're just going through the motions, when our routine has just become a routine, then we need a change. Amos chapter 5, verses 4 through 6 says this, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, <clears throat> Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not by Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go out, shall go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. Now, I don't know a whole lot about what that may be saying, but when I looked into the different cities that it's talking about, Bethel is the place where Jacob had his life-changing dream. He built an altar there, and he made a vow. Gilgal was where the Israelites camped after God had miraculously parted the Jordan River, and they stepped foot into the promised land for the first time. And so we need to realize that these places that they're talking about is places that were, did, have spiritual revel, uh, did have spiritual revelation to them. They were places where things happened, but God is telling them in Amos, he's telling them, forget about those things. Don't go back to those things because we know that our past experiences, amen, are used simply to help us to have faith, to have new experiences. You can't live on yesterday's miracles in your lives. Amen? You've got to continue to grow and continue to live. Yes, they're there for our reference. They're there that we can remember and to get strength, but we can't go back. God's got something new for you today. God's got something that He wants to renew in each and every one of our lives today. Amen? <clears throat> he told them in the Old Testament, he said, Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, 
even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. He's talking about in there where he's saying, you know, you have, a, you have um, heart, you, you um, have a heart, but you don't really live for me. You're, you praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And so a lot of times we look at that as a negative portion of Scripture, but he continues to say, but because of this, he's not going to cut us off. He's going to do marvelous works in our lives. He wants to get our attention. Not because we praise him with our lips and our hearts far from him. He says, I want to get your attention to where you're not doing that anymore. To where you're not just praising us, praising him with the lips, but it's in our heart. Amen. He says, I will work, but who will let me? Amen. Let's not fear God and let's not live in condemnation. Lamentations chapter number 3 verse 22 says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. Everybody say new. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. I wish I could sing. That's another good song. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I sing. Hallelujah. God is merciful to us. Aren't you thankful for the mercies of God? Can you just lift your hands and say, God, we love you. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. They're new every morning. Every day is a new day. You can get your faults and your sins and your problems under the blood, and it's a new day, a new creation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That should be enough to make us shout. We don't have to go back and be rebaptized. Amen. We've already got that covenant. He just says, get it under the blood. Amen. For if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. To forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. John 10 verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. God wants to give you an abundant life. Amen. He wants a future for you, a new future for you. Jeremiah put it like this, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. He's got thoughts of peace, not thoughts of evil, and he's got a expected end for you. He's got a plan for you. He already knows where he's trying to take you to. Amen. And that's the future that God has for each and every one of us. We simply need to press on. And that's the hard part. We've got to be willing to press on, press into the kingdom of God. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are behold before, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So it's forgetting those things. 
reaching under the things that God has. Do you want the things that God has for you? Are you content with just coming to church and just sitting where you are? Are you content with your life, your spiritual life, and where it is? I don't think that we all sh- all are, and I don't think that we all should be. Amen? But we need to have that desire, amen, to forget those things which are behind and reach under the things which God has for us. God has great things for the church. I said God has great things for the church. Hallelujah. We're living in an evil and adulterous generation. We are living in an evil world. Amen. And I want you to know that God has something special for the church. We can rise above it. It doesn't matter what goes on in this world around us. When we get locked into him, hallelujah, we can reach forth to those things which are before us. It may seem like the door is closing, but I want you to know that the Lord is opening doors for the church, for you, for your individual life. Amen. It seems like there's been a greater gap, if you will, between the world and the church. It seems like that gap's getting wider and wider between those that actually believe in God and those that actually don't believe in God. And we're raising generations of people, uh, our younger kids, if they're not taught it at home, they're not hearing it at school. They're not hearing it in their own homes sometimes, amen. They're not hearing it out, you know, we used to be able to have a Christmas vacation, now it's just holiday vacation. We used to have Christmas plays, and now they're holiday plays. I don't even know if they have any plays anymore, amen, but you used to learn about Jesus in the school. You'd have Christmas play, and it would be about the birth of Jesus in the school, amen, but now they don't, they're not allowed to do that because it offends somebody, one or two people, so nobody gets to do it anymore. We don't hear about God in this world. You talk about uh, God sometimes in the world, and that's okay, but when you say the name of Jesus, that just puts a little bit of uh, identity upon it and association, hallelujah, and they don't like that, and we're seeing that gap begin to grow apart. You see what I'm saying? Do you see it? That there's a greater gap of those that are over here, and it seems like the church is going in a different direction, and thank God for it. Hallelujah. So we're reaching out into this world, amen, to help them to understand that God wants to renew their minds. But at the same time, don't get caught up in what the world is doing and what the, the direction that the world is going. But we need to reach forth towards the thing that God has for us. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready for the sound of the trumpet to take place. Amen. To hear him sound the trumpet. We've been talking about it for a long time, amen. But until it does, amen, I want to reach forth for the things that God has for me, amen. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to be stale. And and I don't want to just be half in and half out, amen. But I want to reach forth to the things that God has for me. But in order to do that, we have to understand. We have to come to the realization that God wants us to do that, that God desires for us to do that, that God loves you, amen, that he does not despise us in our weaknesses, amen. That's why he came and died for us. He knew that we wouldn't be able to do it on our own, that we needed his help, hallelujah. He's made all the provisions, and we need to reach out 
And in verse 14 there in Philippians chapter 3, it says, Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He's coming back. And he's coming back for a church that hath made herself ready. If anybody ought to be excited, it ought to be the church. Amen? Hallelujah. At some point, though, in our lives, we stop living by expectation. I can remember, and I was thinking about this when I uh, first came into the house of the Lord. I mean, I was struggling so much to just make it. I, I came every service with an expectation that I was going to receive something from God to help me to make it another day. And now after I've been in church for some 30-some years, I, sometimes I catch myself going through the motions, coming into the house of the Lord, and not really coming with an expectation other than what I'm eating after service or something like that, and thinking, I hope it doesn't last long. But I want to change that way of thinking into the renewing of my mind, hallelujah, and keep reaching forth to what God has for each and every one of us. There's no stopping place, amen? There's no getting off. But when we come into the house of the Lord, we need to come into the house of God with an expectation. You ever seen somebody that's hungry, and they come into the house of the Lord, and uh, they, they're desperate for God. They can change. One person can change the whole atmosphere of the service because they want something from God. They're desiring to reach forth to those things. Hallelujah. We as the church that's been around for a while, we ought to be the first ones to come into the house of the Lord with an expectation in our hearts, in our minds, and press in, hallelujah, towards the mark to receive something from the, God, from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. When we stop coming in with expectation, that's the day that we stop living. And in God's kingdom, there is no stopping place. So when you stop living, you actually start to die spiritually. When you stop having that expectation in your heart and in your life, that's the day that you begin to start dying. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Simply means the metamorphosis, the same way the process takes place from a caterpillar changing into a butterfly. He wants to tr transform us by the renewing of our mind. Otherwise, we just become stagnant. We become dull. We become stale. Matthew 13, 15 says this. He says, for this people's heart is wax gross. It's callous. They, their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Least at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. He wants us to see. He wants us to be present. Amen. The only way that God can move into our life in the present is for us to be present at the moment. Amen. I have this uncanny ability. I told my wife I have this ability to 
listen to a person's conversation and not hear a word they're saying. And I'm working on that. I'm trying real hard on that. <laughs> They'll say, she'll say, what was their name? I said, I forget. She said, it was just 30 seconds ago because I wasn't present. I was there. I had eyes to see, ears to hear. Amen, but I didn't perceive. Amen. If we do that in the natural, how much more are we going to do it in the spiritual? Amen. But I want to see with my eyes, my spiritual eyes, hear with spiritual ears and be converted, to be changed, to be renewed. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of our life is just spent by playing preventative defense. We're just trying to make it through. Amen. We only follow Christ to the point of inconvenience. As long as it's not an inconvenience, we'll follow him. But God's wanting us to step into a greater realm with him, into a greater dimension. Hallelujah. To take that course of most resistance to this flesh. It's not fun. It's not easy, amen, but it'll get you to throw yourself upon the altar and get you to cry out to God and get you to, to help him because God wants to renew each and every one of us. Hallelujah. He's a creating God. He's a renewing God. Hallelujah. It's his character. That's who our God is. Ain't you thankful for that? Hallelujah. Doesn't matter from the least, if you want to say it that way, to the to the most spiritual person in this room. God loves each and every one of us. He's moving in each and every one of our lives if we will only allow him, hallelujah, to do so. Praise the Lord. Can we all stand this morning? Praise God. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us to open up our ears and our heart to receive what he's going to speak to us, not only in this Bible study, but in the morning worship service here in a few minutes. Allow God to move in our hearts and in our lives. God, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you're always renewing in our lives. We're thankful, Lord, for the hope that we have that even though through our faults and failures you still love us, you're still directing us, you're still reaching for us. Help us, O oh God, to, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind to reach for you, to do your will, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. God, let us never be satisfied with just complacency and going through the motions, but Lord, help us to worship you more than we ever have, to reach for you more than we ever have, to live for you harder than we ever have. We'll give you all the thanks and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray.